going on, good people? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast, Season 2, Episode 30. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today? Oh, yes, sir. We talk about vision, the language of emotion, and the power of sacrifice. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Be sure to follow, like, share, comment, subscribe. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, good people? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast Season 2, Episode 30. I'm Ink. I'm Oak. How you doing on this fine day? Wazo Oak for news? Oh, and Corius Johnson. Ink it. Yes, oh, Lord. Oh, man. Um, I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well right now. Um, in this moment. How about yourself, brother? I'm all good, man. I'm solid. Um, you know, been been busy, you know, in terms of on both ends of the spectrum, business and life. And um, like it always teaches me, you know, when life is going at a real fast pace, you know, it teaches me a lot. You know, I try to be cognizant of a lot. And so things are going really well, man. Ain't no complaints. Ain't um, no complaints. Before, you know how we get started. But before we get started, I got a question for you, Ain't. Yes, sir. What, when you say, when you're in the middle of going through, you know, life, going through uh, business transactions and whatnot, going through um, family responsibilities, mm-hmm. right? What, what do you, what are your feelings? Like this week, what, what do you, what? comes to mind when you uh, think about how you felt this week. Yeah. So I tried my best to be uh, cognizant in terms of the different areas and pockets of my life. And so, like in my younger years, and I'm still fairly young to a lot of people, but in my younger 20s, I would just find myself going task to task, pace to pace, place to place, and wouldn't really think about a lot. It was more so... All right, what do I have to accomplish? All right, it was more so the checklist mentality. You know how people wake up and they got a checklist? It's like, I just got to check it off the list. There's not much thought to it. And so now I'm in a space and place because in my younger years, I felt like I made some mistakes. I did some things the wrong way, not intentionally, just wasn't cognizant to the damage that I was doing. And so when I became cognizant of some of the mistakes that I made, whether it came from being busy checklist mentality, doing different tasks, I wanted to step back, self-assess, and become cognizant of my behavior, my interactions, mm-hmm. and how I was doing things. Not so much of, all right, are you doing it? But am I becoming both efficient and effective at what I'm doing? And right. so it's more so of just, man, being cognizant and making sure that you're just not running and having this checklist mentality and just getting things done, but not being cognizant of what you're doing while you're getting things done. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's important for for the listeners to uh at least hear you say. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times just sitting back and being in the position that I am always kind of being you know for lack of a better term papa bear over <laughs> and 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 always kind of trying to guard your heart. No doubt. No and, doubt. And making sure that you're good. Absolutely. The cat that you are and how you and what you give to other people and what you, you represent to other people, but still you are the young Thundercat that I knew, <laughs> no that doubt. I first met and this still is. No you question. know what I'm saying? Whatever, go do what you do, have it in the world. <laughs> but, you know, from time to time I think, uh, I, I wake up and think about, like, how is my man doing? No doubt. 
No doubt, man. You know, like for real, for real. For real, for real. He's, no doubt. He's a father. He's a husband. He's this guy that, you know, inspires so many millions of people. Mm-hmm. Yet at the end of the day, you still you still the person. You still Absolutely. that dude. You still mean something. You still Miss Ruby's son and, Absolutely. and all of those things. You still my guy. No you doubt. Know so um I wanted to make sure that I just run a check on that. Like man, how, I appreciate how are you? That. I appreciate that, man. And that's important. So I appreciate that. And I think as people, you know, it's important to do that. You know, like you say, in your words, check on your folks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So check on your folks. But I want to start us off with one oak, you know, quote from Lee Sugar Boo and Company. Sugar Boo. Yes, sir. And, uh, company. and right. company. It reads, it's all in your mind. Whatever you hold in your mind will tend to occur in your life. If you continue to believe as you have always believed, you will continue to act as you have always acted. You will continue to get what you have always gotten. If you want different results in your life or your work, all you have to do is change your mind. Um, there's this book called the Cel- Celestine Prophecy. Celestine right? Prophecy. And it's really the self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. And we may believe it. We may believe in it. We may not believe in it, right? We may think that it's real. We may think that it's not real. I'm here to say that. What whatsoever it is that you think, mm-hmm. what whatsoever it is that you put out into the universe, it's going to come back to you. Yes, sir. Right? So the self-fulfilling prophecy is, is one of those is, that if you think it, it shall be. It may mm-hmm. not be when you want it. It may not be when uh, you think it's supposed to come. All of those are just, you know, you trying to control it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a prayer. Yeah. Like, you. A prayer starts from your mind. It starts from your heart. It starts from within, and you send it up. You send it out to the universe. Mm-hmm. It's the power of no more, using your words. Your words go out, and then what happens is the universe deciphers your word and sends it back to you Yeah. in the way in which you said you wanted, which is why the old folks always say, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Yes, sir. They're saying be careful what you ask for because... What you're asking for in this moment may be just for this momentary gratification. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Right? That's good. But what you're really asking for or what you may really be asking for is for a down the road, mm-hmm. two years from now, three years from now, for prosperity. Because yeah. prosperity today may not be prosperity tomorrow, may not that's be good. prosperity next week. It's good. Right? So depending on your emotional state, depending on where you are right now, so we got to be very careful for what we speak into the universe, what we ask into the universe, right? But mm-hmm. the, the catch, I think the one of the main focus of this, this passage is whatever you hold in your mind will tend to occur in your life. Yeah. So what you hold in your mind, it comes to you, right? right? It comes to you, whatever yep. it may be based off experiences, based off, based off of situation and circumstance. Mm-hmm. Now, the part between what occurs in your mind and what you speak, yes, sir. that's what makes you uniquely you. Because mm-hmm. something can occur in my mind like, um, I want a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, I'd be like, I want a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a plethora of ways of, of going out and getting a million dollars, and you can get it. Absolutely. Now, on the back end of getting a million dollars, 
How do you feel? Do you feel good about yourself? Did mm. you have to kill someone for it? Did you have to hurt someone for mm. it? Did you have to sell yourself for it? Mm. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. So the thing is, while the, the, the most important part of thinking something and then speaking something is from the, the distance between thinking it and speaking it, when I speak it, mm-hmm. when I speak it, can I be all right with what I speak on the back end of it, the mm. result of what I speak. Yes. That's, good. That's the important part. That's good. Because most of the time, if not even most of the time, almost all percent of the time, mm-hmm. whatsoever it is that you think and then what you speak, right? You reap what you sow. Better believe it. Better believe it. I, again, these are all cliches and whatever, but they're cliches because they're true. Mm-hmm. What, you, what you speak unto the universe is going to give back to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So you have to take the time in terms of meditation, in terms of prayer, in terms of being still, in terms of being with yourself, look at your, looking at yourself in the mirror Yeah. to be like, okay, this is what I really want, but is this how I want to get it? Yeah. Because how I want to get it is going to be the determiner of my peace better, once I get it. Better believe it. Better believe it. So, so, you know, at the end of the day, bro, it says, if you want a different result in your life or your work, all you have to do is change your mind. Mm. Yes. All you have to do is change your mind. Yeah. Period. Cool. We got it. Yeah. All you got to do is change your mind. But if you change your mind for something different, but you didn't fully extrapolate the thoughts all the way through in terms of... Do I really want what I'm changing my mind to? Mm-hmm. I know I don't what I know I don't want what I got now. Right. I know I, I know I don't want to experience what I'm experiencing now. The other part of that is, am, do I want to experience and do I want to live in what I'm changing my mind to? Yeah. <laughs> so if if I'm if I I just, I, I got to be in consultation, constant consultation in terms of prayer, in terms of mentors, in terms of folks, because this is a very heavy thing, man. Yeah. It's a very heavy thing because what most people would do is they'll just go into um, what, what I call just resistance, resistance mm. of change because I've, I haven't figured out what I want my change to be. Mm. So you're resisting of all change. I'm going to resist all the change because- the most comfortable thing in the world is what I already have. Mm-hmm. I can make do with what I already have. I can make do with what I already know. Yes, sir. That's very comfortable. Yeah. That's good. That's good. It's, um, you know, when I, when I was reading it, man, the thing that came to mind is we have to be willing to unlearn what we've been conditioned to believe, right? And so when you talk about if you want to change your condition, your situation, your personal life, your work, and it talks about changing your thought process, right? The mind is so important. I heard Jay-Z say in an interview once, a guy was interviewing him and a guy stood up in the crowd and they was doing Q&A. Mm-hmm. And the dude was basically saying something to the extent of like, why you haven't done this in Brooklyn? Why you haven't built this? Why you haven't built this or done this? And he was like, that's cool. Like, I can build this, I can do this, and I could do that. But if we don't change the mindset, what is it for? Like, if we don't change the thought process, what is it for? It's almost as if you dress up a clown, but the clown paint's still on him. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? 
And so when you talk about changing the thought process, that's the real work. Now, that takes a real level of strength. They smile every single day. But their actions are the same, their words are the same, their thought process is the same. You got people that's been complaining about the same job for 60, 50, 40, 30 years. Come in every single day and complain. When I played ball, I had a rule. Like, bro, we ain't complaining about nothing that we're not willing to change. Right? If you complain about it, cool, complain. But we're not complaining about nothing that we're not willing to change. So if you state how you feel about it, you got to be willing to do the work and change your thought process, the words, and the way you speak about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to do the work. You can speak about it all day. The easiest thing in the world to do is to complain, blame, and quit and settle. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. But it takes real work to deconstruct and to reconstruct the thought process and the mindset of an individual when they're trying to change something. That's why I always say to people, what's more important, what we acquire or who we become, right? What's more important, what we acquire or who we become? Materialistic, superficial, it's cool. But the people that we become, the thoughts we think, the words we speak, that's something that's going to travel with us forever, right? You can lose a car, get another one tomorrow. But the people that we become as a result of the processes that we lock into every single day for the things that we aspire to get or the people that we aspire to become, that takes real work. And we got to be willing to do that. The, um, this notion of change, this notion of uh, like what you were saying in terms of you, we, we'll complain about something, complain about it, complain about it, but we never change it. Never change. Right? Why? Yeah. Why? Why won't we change? It? Mm-hmm. That's that's uh. Why yeah. won't you change? Right. You're complaining about it. So so do we find comfort? Do we find security in the complaining of it? Mm. It's almost like we're playing a trick on ourselves. Yeah. Like I'm gonna complain about it. So on the surface, it make it seem like I don't I don't like this situation that I'm in. I don't mm. like this job. I don't like. Um, not working out again. I don't like not starting this adventure, mm-hmm. this business adventure. I don't. It is it, um, somebody is pre- pre- preventing me from doing it. Mm. We will we will come up with the excuses and we'll come up with the reasons why we won't do something all day, right? But all why? Day. Why? Why would we all come day. up with those? Um, why do we come up with those reasons and quote unquote excuses not to be our best self, not to step out on faith, not to Jump the cliff, mm. right? Mm. Why won't we do it? You know, oh, like just just a thought on what you're saying because I I ain't got all the answers to it, but I think a portion of it is because I've experienced this in my own life. Like when you complain about something, or if you want to change something, one element of it, one piece of it is, man, I got to look at me too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. I can complain about him, her, situation, circumstance. But at a certain point, if you if you cut out the right type of cloth, you're going to have to step back and say, all right, how do I contribute yes. to the situation, circumstance, or the people feeling the way they feel, or the experiences that I'm having in the environments that I'm going into every single day? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the element that a lot of people are not willing to face, right? Because you can complain about another individual all day. But the quote says it, what exists in others exists in you, right? What you don't like about others, you don't like about yourself. Like you got to look at a certain point and do the work in terms of inward and say, you know what, man, what do I need to change? 
Mm-hmm. It can't always be everybody else, Doc. It can't always be the environment. Like at a certain point, I think a portion of what makes people really uncomfortable when it comes to change is, man, I got to do some work on myself. Ain't, I'm going to say it like this, bro. Yeah. As you say, at a certain point, that certain point is the first point. Mm. Yeah. At a certain, certain point, it's the point first is the point. point. I love that. The first point certain is that point. you got to change. Is that, or you may not need to change. But the first point is you got to look at yourself. Yes, sir. Everything point. is a you issue. I'm going to say point. this. I'm going to say this. And you know why? I'm going to tell you, bro. You know why I say everything is a you issue and I stand on that like I stand on waters, wet, and hot fish, hot grease, or. Uh, <laughs> Fish. fish grease is hot. Yeah. <laughs> the the reason I stand on it like that yeah. is because some young my young Thundercats, they were 16, 17, 15 when I first told them. Yeah. Oh, Pops, you crazy. Man, everything, you know, what about what about when when the teacher, you know, say this, that, and the other? Or what about when your coach won't put you in the game? Mm-hmm. Right? Or what about when some somebody did this, that, and the other? I was like, okay, it's still a you issue. Yeah. Then now in the past year or so, they're like, man, that's the most, that's that's the most real thing you ever said to me, probably. Yeah, man. So yeah. for so for an 18, 19, 20 year old to get it, mm-hmm. for them to be able to understand that everything is a you issue, everything starts there. That's the root. Yeah. It starts because there's a it's still you still gonna miss the lesson mm-hmm. if you start out with everybody else is doing something wrong. Yeah. Everybody else is off. And then you get to a point where, okay, I, I got a part in this too. Yeah. You're missing it. You're still going to miss it. Yeah. You're going to miss the fullness of it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When you take ownership and when you have the mindset that everything starts and ends with me. Yeah. yeah. It starts and ends with me in terms of my reality. Absolutely. Right? In terms of my emotions, in terms of my feelings, mm-hmm. in terms of everything that's going on with my circle, my reality, it starts with me, with my perceptions, with my experiences. It starts and ends with me. Yes, sir. Like and that. everyone else just, as I, I like to say, they get the overflow, it's cascade down to them, yeah. to everyone else. But it starts with me. It's good, man. I love so it. when you got, that's the mirror of humility. Yeah. Humility, one's ability to see beyond, uh, I mean, one's ability to uh, correct oneself, correct others, and to seek and receive correction without malice of attitude. Yeah. Right? The one's ability to correct oneself. Basically, can you look at yourself first? Yeah. yeah can you man. look at yourself first? Like that's, 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 the, that's the genesis. That's the atom of it. Can you look at yourself first? Every time something happens and you are disturbed by it, mm-hmm. it moves you. You feel some kind of way. Yeah. If you can look at yourself first, yeah. then on the backside of it, it's going to be some level of satisfac- satisfaction. And some level of peace for you. Yeah. Because A, you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. B, you get to control the narrative. Yeah. Right? C, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. Yeah. You and God are always having a conversation. Yes, sir. Everyone yes, sir. else is just eavesdropping on it. You <laughs> and God are always having an experience. Love it. Man. Everyone Love else it. is just being there. To participate. They can participate as haters. They mm-hmm. can participate as motivators. Yeah. They can participate as bystanders. Mm. It is irrelevant. Stay business. 
That is their business. Your business is between you and God. And when we say God, that may, you know, however you perceive and see God, the universe, whatever, but it's between you and you. No, I love it, man, because it um it shifts the perspective, like in a real intense way. Mm-hmm. Like I think anytime you can show up in an environment and regardless of what happens, you look at it in terms of, all right, man, what can I change? What can I do? How can I see it differently? You focus on the work that you have to do to get past the environment, to get over the people or the things that you're encountering that you may like or dislike, right? Like in an intense way it challenges the perspective immediately, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, one of the things I want to talk about, Oak, is the importance of having a vision. Got it. Right? In family, business, work, whatever aspect you want to attack it, but just the importance of having a vision. Like every single day waking up and having a vision because I believe vision gives direction, mm-hmm. right? In spite of, the good book says it, without Lack of vision, how people perish, right? Lack of knowledge, vision, however you want to cut it and slice it, how people perish. And so what's your thoughts about the importance and, you know, the necessary vision in terms of showing up every single day and saying, man, I got something that I'm chasing, that I see, that I'm working toward, that I'm aspiring to do every single day, like having a vision of the person that you want to become or the things you seek to accomplish? I think that... um Everyone has a vision. Mm-hmm. I think you, I, it's one of those things like, you know, a person say, I may not, I don't have any direction. That, that means you got a direction. Mm. You got a direction <laughs> of no direction. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You said that means you got a direction of no direction. Yeah. Yes, yes, because you can't be alive right. and have, and, and don't have a vision. Oh, yeah. Like the absence yeah. of a vision is a vision. It's, it's, yeah. It gets cyclical, right? right. And, it, and, and you know, you can go down the rabbit hole of it. But in terms of having a vision, yes, it gives you direction. Absolutely. Now, the question becomes, how can we stick to this vision? Mm. How can we maintain this vision day in and day out? How can we main t- maintain our conviction? How can we maintain our focus? This, that, and the third, right? All of what we're talking about are mental aspects of being able to accomplish what it is you set out to accomplish. Yes, sir. The reason that people are able to, some people are able to, or one of the reasons that some people are able to um, manifest their visions is because they've tapped into their emotions. Mm. Talk about it. So I really wanted to, to and, and, and this ties right into it, like whatever vision you have, how does it make you feel mm-hmm. when you think about accomplishing that vision? Yeah. You have a goal. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when you think about, I accomplished this? Yeah. Right? Do it. you feel I love it. happy? Do you feel accomplished? Do you feel ecstatic? Or, you know, there, there are all of these different emotions, right? Or do you feel like, I, I have this vision because someone else placed it on me. Mm. Someone else said that I, this is what I should do. Okay? You know, I deal in basketball. I deal in sports, right? Yep. We on the heels of Kevin Durant getting swept. Mm-hmm. Cool. Left Golden State. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Kevin Durant is in the middle of following someone else's vision. Mm. Yeah. Someone else's vision of you're supposed to win. You're supposed to go after championships. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. 
I really believe if I had the opportunity to sit down for about two to three weeks with Kevin Durant, we would get to the rat killing of the matter is if Kevin Durant didn't play in the NBA, he would go and shoot a basketball every day mm. because he loves playing the game of basketball. No question. He no doesn't question. use basketball as a means of self-manifestation, right. which is different for other people, right. other basketball players, other artists. Some artists draw. Some artists play music. Like you, you've seen a cat playing the saxophone and no one is listening. You just walking by and they just Doing playing. No they doubt. just playing, right? Yep. That is that is for their own self-fulfillment. Mm-hmm. That is for their own emoting their feelings, yeah. which is what we call emotions, right? right? They, they may be happy. They may be sad. They may be frustrated. They may feel anguish, whatever that emotion is. But this is the means by which they release it. I, I surmise that for, for, for him and mm-hmm. others, right, and even for myself, sh- going to shoot a basketball, whether somebody is there or not, is the way in which I interact with the universe. Right. Like, how do you interact with the universe? Yeah, no doubt. How do you interact with the universe? Yeah. That is the basic connection between yourself and yourself, mm-hmm. then yourself in the universe, and then thirdly, yourself and other people. Yeah. Picking it up. Picking it up. So the first thing we have to do is be able to understand our own emotions, mm-hmm. right? And when I say understand, what did I, what we were talking about it earlier, right? We don't have the language. Yeah. We have not developed the language to be able to articulate life experiences from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, hey, how you feeling today, boss? Yeah. Got to say all good. You'll say all good. Now. Great. Whatever. Whatever right. the generic if you say great, answer be. Yeah. Right? But great, I don't know what that means for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So we still haven't made a connection. Mm-hmm. So you ask me, how you doing, Oak? How you doing, Oak? How you feeling? I feel apprehensive right now. Mm. Yeah. Because we're in the middle of this podcast. And every time we're in the middle of the podcast, like when we get at this point, I don't know if what I'm saying gonna make sense or not. <laughs> I don't know if this is even relevant to someone. Yeah. So I'm 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 apprehensive. I right. feel a little bit anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So now my response, and this is not, we're not, this is not a game. Right. This is we we talking for real. Yeah. My response, how did my response, what did my response do for you? Gave clarity and connection of why you feel the way you feel. So you didn't answer it and just share how you felt. You shared why you feel that way. And so immediately I got a connection in terms of how you were feeling and why is it that you feel that way. So now in terms of our dialogue, it gives it direction and clarity. So how do you feel? I feel great. In this moment. In this moment. And my kids, my wife. Mm-hmm. Just got off the road. Kids off this weekend. No games. So oh, I know that's just, right. We, that's we living it up, baby. We got we got all four in the crib, you know. Yeah. Which is rare, you know. Yeah. Usually, me and my boy might be traveling one direction. My wife and my daughter be traveling the other direction. Mm-hmm. And we'll link up somewhere in the evening. You know, we might link up at the game and be there for a while, and they'll have to split. And this weekend, it just so happened that everybody was off. And so it's a beautiful feeling, man, when all of us can move as one, you know? So I I brought that up, right? 
I brought this whole thing up about emotions, if you will, is because most people think that uh, we're thinking agents, we're thinking mm-hmm. beings. Yeah. Like, but there is, you know, even studies that suggest that we're we're not really thinking beings. Mm-hmm. We're really um, emotional beings that think sometimes. I think sometimes. Yeah. We're always feeling. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Constantly. We may not always be thinking though. Yeah. Because even even we related back to basketball, right? You you playing. You remember those days? There were some days when you were just, you were not thinking. You were just throwing the ball up, and it right. just happened to go, go in. in. We right. call it being in the zone. Yeah. Right. When you when there's no thought. Yeah. Or you and Allison are kicking it, and there's no tension. Mm-hmm. Everything is easy. Yeah. Right. Those emotions that we feel all the Mm-hmm. Every now and again, we think. Yeah. Every now and again, we think. Yes. Yeah. It's um, it's interesting because, like you said, you always feel emotions constantly. Oftentimes, you think. But I think also another part to that would be just having um, the words, like you said early on, to articulate the way that we feel is a lost art and doesn't always get explained. I feel as if oftentimes women may do that more naturally than men mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask a woman, hey, how you feeling? How you doing today? They'll share and they'll answer and elaborate. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it's almost as if men have been conditioned to think and respond a certain way. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm all good. And can be going through pure D hell. Yes, sir. Somebody <laughs> can be thunderstorming in their life. How you feeling, bro? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, which in turn, why I feel like the the suicide rate is what it is with men, right? Because we don't always, even if we feel something, we don't always share and explain and articulate the way that we feel because naturally, oftentimes, we haven't been taught to articulate or just share how we feel about certain situations because for whatever reason, it's not looked at in terms of a hyper-masculine you know, perspective or standpoint from men mm-hmm. to share, be vulnerable, share your emotions. And so that's beautiful, man. What, what you're talking about is, is certainly um, from, a, from a gender standpoint, uh, we, we talk about emotions, mm-hmm. right? Emotions are biology, um, biography, behavior, and backstory. Yep. Like biology, your 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 feeling. So if I were to, you know, if I were to pour something or you were to pour something hot on you, right, right, that that level of pain that you feel is gonna send off the same emotions. I mean, the same neurotic, like inside your body mm-hmm. to your brain, it's gonna send the same message as if Allison told you she wanted a divorce. Right. Yeah. That level of hurt. That level of pain, pain, it still sends the same biological message in your body, mm-hmm. right? Now, when we talk about biography, yeah. is what you were saying, what we've been taught about emotions, how you are supposed to respond. So, quick story: all of my boys that uh, that play football, they have, I had one rule: yeah, don't lay down on these four field. Yeah, if you that's lay down right. on these four field, that's the ambulance right. better be coming to get you. That's right. 
That's right. If the ambulance ain't coming to get you, yeah. then you roll, crawl, get off these four fields so they can keep playing. Mm-hmm. But that's by that that is that is uh, biography. That is my definition of whatever emotion that you got, whatever it is you feeling, we'll deal with it on the sideline, mm-hmm. right? Or as men, you don't cry, or you don't talk about your feelings or elaborate on your feelings. Like, hey, okay, we tired of that. You, we got you. You know what I'm saying? We we got to say we got different sayings for it. We'll right. say say no more. Yeah, say less. Say less. Yeah. Or we'll say, "How you doing, man?" I say, "I can't complain." Well, yeah. she won't nobody care if you did. All right. Or ain't nobody gonna listen if you did. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. We have col- colloquialisms, if you will, in terms of or around how we should respond to our emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you got the behavior. How do you show up when you're mad? Right. Like some people show up like, yeah. Other people show up like, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Other people, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's going to show up in their own particular way when they're mad, right? Yeah. So, so that's your behavior. But then the backstory. Mm-hmm. The backstory is the feelings, the, the, the connection that's been, been forged of why you feel this way. Yeah. Meaning you put in this work like Thursday night, mm-hmm. Willie Green cried. Coach for the New Orleans Pel- uh, Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Hug, you know, gave everybody him and, him and Chris Paul, um, uh, Booker. You know what I'm saying? He he coached with them last year, no doubt, right? Yeah. And and he cried. I cried, yeah, because I knew the backstory, mm-hmm. so I could feel him even through the television screen. Yeah, there was a connection that was forged. Mm-hmm. It's like when you watch a movie or you watch something on TV and it moves you. It moves you because there's a connection that's forged, meaning because there's a backstory that's been developed. Yes, sir. All of these are the different yes, components of emotion. Yes, sir. Right? But yeah. because of our biology, we're taught to, th- to, to value how you think about something mm-hmm. more than how you feel, feel about, about something. something. Absolutely. But what that does is that removes us from being connected. Yeah. Yeah. That makes us isolated beings, mm. which is why we can walk by this homeless person. Yeah. Which is why I can hear, you can hear about this young cat that got, this 16 month old and, and I think it was Decatur or whatever, yeah. that got killed the other day when they, somebody was trying to rob him. And you able to, oh man, that's so sad. And mm. you able to keep going. Mm. Mm. I remember, man, I remember. Mm. I, was, I was a senior at Clark Atlanta University and I heard about this young, young cat who died because he was in his house and he was asleep. Mm-hmm. And a roach crawled down his throat and blocked up his, his windpipe. Mm. And that sort of changed, not even changed, but it fortified my conviction of I, I got to change the world however I can. Mm. Right? Because yeah. the connection that was forged that I don't know, Young Thundercat, rest in peace, man. It's about 24 years now. Yeah. And family, you know what I'm saying? Prayers to you. I don't even know. It's somewhere in Southwest Atlanta. You know, I don't remember the particulars. Yeah. But what I do remember is how I felt. Absolutely. What my Angelou say? People may forget what you say. People may forget what you do. But people never forget the way you make them feel. Right. Because the way in which you make folks feel is the yeah. connection. Yes, sir. That's forced. That's your power. That's good. That's your power. That's your superpower. That's good. My man. superpower is in Simone. My superpower is in Evan. My mm-hmm. superpower is in Tyra. My superpower is in Inky. That's so. my superpower. My superpower is not in me. Mm. 
Yes, the superpower sir. is in the connection that you forge with people. Mm. Mm. But you can't you can't forge a connection with folks if you don't know how to articulate your own emotions about how you feel about anything. Yes, sir. That's good. So the first order of business in life is figure out how to articulate your emotions. Find the language. Mm. And there are, you know that there are over 80 emotions. Yeah. There are over 80 emotions. How you feel? Just, just try <laughs> it next week. Ask people how you, ask every person how they feel and see how many responses you get. I guarantee you won't be more than 10. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Same words. I'm straight. Yep. I'm happy. I'm all right. You got anguish. You got to feel defeated. Mm. I feel betrayed. I feel grief. I feel anxious. I feel I'm in awe. Yeah. I feel wonderment. Victorious. I feel overwhelmed. Mm. I feel anxious. Mm. I feel grief. I feel powerlessness. Mm-hmm. I feel power. Like we can go on and on and on and on. And when I'm able to hear your response mm-hmm. and not place any value on it, not place any judgment on it, then we made a connection. Yep. And that connection is our power. Yes, sir. Man, I'm talking too long. Yeah. No, no that's good, man. man. That's good. Because on the opposite side of that, like even if an individual shares how they feel and they're able to articulate it, if the person that they're sharing it with doesn't listen without expectation, the connection will never be formed. Right. There's no reciprocity. Right. There's no reciprocity. And so on the opposite end of that, we have to be individuals that when a person is willing to share how they feel, we have to be willing to listen without any expectation so there can be a level of reciprocity. In fact, Kent, when I ask you or when you ask someone how they feel mm-hmm. and they give you the answer, yep. can you believe them even if it does not fit in the construct of the paradigm that you have yep. in your head? Yeah. Hey, man, y'all just lost the game. How you feel? Man, I'm good. That's it. Can you believe that they're good? Can you be cool with them being good? That's it, yeah. Man, we just won the game. We just moved on to the second round. How you feel? Mm -hmm. Man, I I feel apprehensive. I feel feel a little defeated. Yeah. What you mean you feel defeated? You moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or, okay, what? Not why do you feel defeated. Tell yeah. me what does it feel like to feel defeated Absolutely. after having won, won a series. Yep. Right? So now I'm trying to tap in. I'm trying to lean into your emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lean into your feelings so that I can draw this connection. Because remember, it's the connection that makes us powerful. Yes, sir. It's the shared connection. The I, don't have to, I don't have to feel what you feel. Yep. That's the X factor there, Doc. That's the X factor. That's all we're trying to do. That's the man. X factor. That's all we're trying to do. Connection, connection, connection. Right. Right. Connection. Because you're an energy force, I'm an energy force. When that those two energy forces go back and forth right there, mm-hmm. we can't be stopped. No, sir. No, sir. I'm going to tell you every single time, every single time, regardless of what's going on today, but 25 and 30 years ago, mm-hmm. when we're talking about this NBA, yeah. and we say we, we, we about to... Draft the team. Yeah, I'm gonna pick my, and I get first pick. Yeah, you know I'm gonna pick the one that I don't talk about. Yeah, but my second pick gonna be Scottie Pippen. Mm. Mm. Not because he's the second best or third best player, yeah. but because that connection mm-hmm. is greater than any force. Yes, sir. that we've seen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But even when people start talking, like we in the middle of the NFL draft, right? Yeah. 
See, the Philadelphia Eagles got it right. Yeah. Because they picked 99 first. Yeah. And then third, they picked 17, who played behind 99. Behind so yeah. now that energy force, yeah. that connection is way more powerful. You can't, we can't even. Uh, articulated yet? And they, don't even have and, the words and they for traded for a young cat right. that they gave four years one hundred. Let exactly. me tell you about AJ. it. While we talking about that, me and AJ connected, and I've been knowing AJ. We connected early in the season, and I won't speak over the air about the specifics of the dialogue. But we've been tapped in. We've been tapped in, man. I got to get my phone. I got to show you this. Okay, talk no, to me. Talk keep, to me. Keep the camera rolling. I got to yeah. just show you in text. It's the morning. After the news, right? Morning after the news came out that the young fella, you know, got what he got. They appreciate you still taking everything in. It doesn't even seem real. Yeah. Right? We talked oh, early in the season. And one of the things that me and AJ talked about was. He was like, man, I'm not producing and getting some of the results that I feel like I should be getting from the work, the dedication, and the commitment, the byproduct that I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And we got to the root. Rat killing another matter. Yes, sir. Right? And we talked about eliminating the outcome. Right? And we talked for a while, and he was extremely articulate about his emotions and why he felt the way he felt, right? Because I asked him, how you feeling about it? He answered it, and then he told me why he felt the way that he felt, right? Which in turn gave me direction and gave me clarity to where we could take the dialogue, Mm -hmm. right? But one of the things that we discussed and came to the conclusion about was, all right, let's eliminate all outcomes, all results, and not let anything be predicated upon that. Let's lock into the process, the dedication, the commitment, the daily work, and why do you want what you want and what are you doing it for? Because if we can stay focused on that and we can eliminate the outcome, the scoreboard, the results, now why we want what we want and the reason that we're doing it for, there's no contradiction, mm-hmm. right? Because one of the most challenging things in the world is when you do state why you want what you want, when you are articulate about it, when you know what it leads to, one of the most challenging things in the world is when you start working for it, but the work that you're putting in, the dedication of commitment and sacrifice that you're putting in is predicated solely about the outcome. The outcome yeah. can change and you can have zero control over it. Yep. The same applies to our emotions. Well, you could wake up today and be on top of the world. You could wake up tomorrow and the world could be on top of you and you have zero control over it and did nothing to cause it. And a cat can come to you and say, how you feeling? Right. And, and this is where the frustration comes in. You don't have the language to articulate it. Bingo. That's the frustration. Because, because if you ask me how I'm feeling, and I can say, man, I feel defeated today. Mm-hmm. So now I've sent the message to my psychological and neurolo- neurological, neurological, I think that's the word, body. Mm-hmm. To now be in front of this thing called my emotions of being defeated. Yes, sir. But if I feel defeated, but I don't, but I can't articulate it, and I'm really trying to articulate it to myself. Mm-hmm. If I can't articulate it to myself, then being defeated means that I'm going to be defeated. Absolutely. But once I'm able to label it, name it, 
give it a name. Mm. I'm, a, I'm okay. Um. There's a reason why our folks came across the Atlantic Ocean, got on the slave, got on the auction block. Mm. Talk about it. And were named DeMarco mm. and Inky mm. and Tyra and Tamika, mm. right? And Simone, mm -hmm. rather than Okafanus, mm. Binta, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, Wazo, yeah. right? Ife Tayo. Mm -hmm. You couldn't keep those names. Because mm. if you keep the name, if you can name a thing, then you got the power over a thing. Yeah. So when you can name your emotions, you got the power yeah. over your emotions. Yeah. Not saying your emotions don't exist, but you got the power over it. Mm. So the, the being able to have the language for your emotions, yeah. just like your mother going to call you. You, whatever your government, you know, we do oh, it all the time. You got your government name, yeah. then what you got your folk, what, <laughs> yeah, what your folk, folk call, call you. Yeah. Right? There, uh -huh. is, there is something psychologically powerful about that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so absolutely. It's, it's the same thing with your emotions. Yeah. When you can name your emotion, when you can find a language for it, then you in front of it. Mm. Now you're not chasing your emotions. You're not, you're not binded by your, your emotions. Yeah. You can call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. You can deal with it. You can process through it. Right? So, so the fact that AJ was able to process his emotion, articulate his emotion, absolutely. now the result is what it is. But it's not because he was able to do that. It's because he was able to find peace once he was he was able to articulate his emotion. Yes, sir. Find the peace. That's the most important part. Yes, sir. So what comes Talk from that it. is what comes from that. Talk about We're not it. attached to the result of it. Talk about man, it. Man, I'm going to be quiet. Man, Talk, Talk about it. I'm for real about this. Preach, man. bro. Real about that. I don't mean to. I don't mean. Yeah. To. I just, I'm just saying. But but I'm just. I mean. I really emotions, connections with people. That's our power. We have we have people walking around that's not connected. Yeah, man. And I when we're not are. when we're not connected, right? When we're not mm -hmm. connected, we're weak. Absolutely. So Absolutely. all of the negative forces of the universe, everything is able to overcome us. Mm. That's yes, why sir. it's important. That's why it's important to connect. That's why it's important to have language for your emotions. Yes, sir. The language for your emotions, yeah. whatever they are. That's it, dog. You said it, man. I got you, man. Um, I'm gonna land the plane with a word. Oh. Sacrifice. 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 Sacrifice is one of the most important things you can give and do for yourself because. What if we, a cat say why? Oh, I'm okay. Because when we think of sacrifice and, and the and the first the the initial, you know, the surface level of sacrifice is giving up something for, for yourself for someone else. Right? But the law of the universe is reciprocity. Like sacrifice is um it's the great one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. Yes, sir. Right? Meaning when you're when you feel bad, mm -hmm. do something for someone else. Right? When you're not in your best place, yeah. um, do or try to make someone else's day. Give unto other people. Make a sacrifice for yourself in the moment. Mm. Right? So that on the back end, it's going to come back to you. But you're not doing it so that it come back comes back to you. That just you you could not stop it from coming back to you, even yeah. if you wanted to. That's long. Right. It's just the law. It's just it's the law. way the ball is going to bounce. Yeah. So once you understand the importance 
of the principle of sacrifice. The principle of sacrifice is simply, I'm going to give unto myself by giving unto others. Mm. I'm going to ensure my emotional, my spiritual, my physical well-being by sacrificing and giving unto other people. Whether that's time, whether that's energy, whether that's any type of commitment, when I give it to them, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it back. Law. It is law, right? So, again, it's not one or the other. It's an and. It's Mm -hmm. not either or. It's and. I give and I receive. Yes, sir. So, sacrifice, sacrifice. Sacrifice. So when we're saying sacrifice, don't sac- you're not type th- I don't want us to think about sacrifice in the, th- in the sense of I'm going to give so that other people can receive okay. only. I'm going to give so that other people can receive and I get, I get the opportunity to experience the feeling, the emotions of the best of myself. Yes, sir. That's why I say sacrifice is the most, one of the most important gifts you can give unto yourself. It's beautiful, man. Um, I always say to people often, sacrifice is the prerequisite for growing, right? Like if you got goals, dreams, aspirations, anything in your life, you better believe one of the ingredients is going to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, as great as you are, as talented as you are, as skillful as you are, as incredible as you are, as beautiful as you are, at a certain point, you're going to sacrifice who you are for who you can become if you want to accomplish all of the things that you feel are destined for you. Sacrifice is the prerequisite for growing. Go get it, man. Appreciate your time, your energy, your ear. We out. Peace. Peace.